Folks, what's going on? Arm and Hammer here. Today we're going to be talking about the affiliate town hall that took place just last week. Now, CrossFit has committed to holding these quarterly town halls to to just improve their communication, which is something that, you know, historically CrossFit has been really, really terrible at. So what is it that we actually learned during this town hall? What does it tell us about how CrossFit is organizing itself, where its focus lies, and what it's planning to do in the future? Why don't we talk about all of those things? But first, folks, let me tell you about ArmAndHammer.tv. That's my site, my shop, and you can get all your sweet, sweet Arm & Hammer merch right there. And everything is on sale right now because we're trying to open up some shelf space for all the new stuff coming out. So get your hands on some sweet merch, and then, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks, get your hands on some more sweet merch. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Let's get to the video. I will be including the link to the full affiliate town hall in the description of this video. So if you really want to watch the entire thing, you know, go knock yourself out. I watched it at 2x speed. The hour-long town hall took about half an hour manageable in that sense for sure and there are of course details that I'm not going to be able to get to but I want to talk about certain things that were mentioned who we met on the town hall um, things that kind of gave us a little more detail into what CrossFit is planning on doing in the future and you know maybe we have a better idea now than we have in the past few months with the games sort of looming what CrossFit's focus is going to be moving forward. So first and foremost, it is very clear that CrossFit, Eric Rosa, the entire organization is focused on the affiliates and their success as a just primary building block, a foundation upon which anything else that they're doing as a business is going to succeed. Now, as a person who owned an affiliate, as a CrossFitter who has been members of many, many affiliates, as someone who just does CrossFit on a regular basis, that makes total sense. From the business side of things, it makes even more than total sense. It makes like 103% sense. It makes more than 100% sense to do that because the affiliates were absolutely an untouched source of revenue under Greg Glassman's least rents model. So whole, the whole thing that Greg Glassman was trying to do was prove that you can create a business model that charges the least amount possible in order to just allow other people to create businesses off of your thing, right? His whole idea about business was it is um, creating unique opportunities for other people, right? And so the least rents model was very laissez-faire, very free market, very much libertarian. You you get your affiliation, you get to license the name on the side of your building. As long as you're doing CrossFit from that point on, you can do basically whatever you want and it's sink or swim. Cream will rise to the top, et cetera, et cetera. This administration is a different beast. Eric Rosa specifically said at one point, hey, you know what? We're focused on affiliates. We're going to put our effort into building the affiliates up, supporting the affiliates, giving them things that they've never had before. And if you want to have that more laissez-faire, libertarian sense of just leave us alone, we're going to do whatever we want, you can have that. But if you don't, we're going to start providing you with opportunities to do other things as well. And from a business standpoint for CrossFit, for you know Eric Rosa having bought CrossFit for the, the investors involved in trying to see an ROI 
in this in huge purchase of CrossFit. It's absolutely the smartest thing they could do is create more stuff for the affiliates because we're talking about billions of dollars left on the table uh, that are just absolutely not being addressed that just some simple you know upsells in the affiliate process could could just bring lots of income in lots of revenue in for crossfit but neither here nor there and by the way i'm not saying that to vilify this process don't don't take this as like a cynical thing i'm just trying to explain to you why the focus being on the affiliates and the success of the affiliates as an ecosystem is both smart from a methodological standpoint is the affiliates are the touch point to the mass overall population of people who are doing CrossFit as well as the greatest potential source of revenue that CrossFit has. During this video, we met two new members of Eric Rosa's team, Gary Gaines and Kate Alexander. Gary Gaines is head of internationals, so he's essentially in charge of CrossFit's success and development in everything outside of the United States. So his job is to basically overlook the 55%-ish of the business that's outside of the States. And Kate Alexander is the head of affiliate success. So her entire job is to create a team and interface with the affiliates to make sure that they have everything that they need in order to be able to do the job that they have been tasked with or have chosen to take on. Between the three of them, Gary Gaines, Kate Alexander, Eric Rosa, they brought up a lot of different points about what they were focused on. You know, the idea of allowing CrossFit as an entity to really step in and support the affiliates through this COVID shutdown situation, through the financial troubles that they might be having, through interacting with the government in various ways, finding lobbying organizations, finding trade organizations to be a part of. All of that makes a lot of sense. We also learned a lot more about their idea of what it means to support the affiliates. And some of this was outright stated and some of it was more implied and one of the implications that we really need to focus on is the idea of CrossFit now as an entity that serves software it serves a purpose it solves problems for the affiliates something that hasn't ever happened in the past and I think when you look at the fact that Gary Gaines and Kate Alexander both come from a background of very very fast-growing, aggressive, high-stakes technology plays, it gives you a better idea of what is actually happening within CrossFit. They talked a lot about providing the support and resources that affiliates need to succeed. And I mentioned a few of those earlier, this idea of CrossFit stepping in to find or join trade associations to lobby governments to be involved in spending a lot of their own corporate cash to work on you know relief bills for gyms that were shut down or are continuing to be shut down these all completely make sense but what does it look like when you talk about the product or the service that is going to allow affiliates to succeed better and that is where this idea of the software of CrossFit, its potential offerings comes into play. One of the big potential projects that they mentioned that is not 
yet apparently in development but could be fast-tracked if enough affiliates are interested in it is this idea of creating an over-the-top CrossFit service for any member of an affiliate so that they can do CrossFit classes 24 hours a day, all online virtual. That is going to be, you know, uh, programmed and coached by famous coaches or well-known affiliate owners or athletes and have guest spots and stuff. Essentially, what they're talking about here is like a Peloton membership, but exclusively for people who are members of a CrossFit gym. And if you think of the layers that are involved in just executing that, CrossFit right now, well, maybe not now, but let's say six months ago, CrossFit six months ago had no insight. There was no clarity. It was a complete opaque wall into what happens on the business side of the affiliates. They had an estimate of how many affiliate members there are, but there was no actual data. And they also didn't know who those people were. So not only would CrossFit now need to sort of centralize all of that data, just collect it all from all of the affiliates, but they would also have to create like a universal membership ID system in some way or a discount code system in some way to allow access only for current affiliate members. So this is not a base layer thing that you just create. This is something that becomes a platform upon which many other software endeavors are produced from payment processing to lead generation to marketing, you name it, it all comes back and ties into CrossFit's ability to have insight into what's happening at the affiliates from what the members are actually paying to how many members there actually are. This is all the foundation upon which many of these services are based. So when CrossFit Eric Rosa, Gary Gaines, Kate Alexander, their team, when they talk about improving gym management software, this is really the frontier of an untouched landscape in CrossFit. The affiliates not only have never been asked to be a part of anything like that, it's never even been considered. It was, it was antithesis to Greg Glassman's least rents model. And so this idea of just collecting all this information, look at the people that we were hearing from. Eric Rosa cut his teeth on data. Gary Gaines and Kate Alexander both come from the software and the either software as a service or the tech development world. And so there's this idea there of you're going to do what you know. You're going to be hired for something that you're already good at. You're not going to be hired out of the blue for something that you know you may get better at. You're going to be hired for something you're already good at. And so if they already know this area very well and CrossFit is an untouched, untapped well of data, that data is really valuable. And this is the sort of future of where CrossFit is going to go has to move in this direction. It needs to move in this direction in order for CrossFit as an organization to help support the affiliates better. It has to have 
significantly more data and insight into what the affiliates are actually doing on a day-to-day basis, which means there has to be some sort of a, even a loose umbrella that everybody stands under. It's no longer just going to be you license the name and then you just do whatever you got going on with your mom and pop CrossFit shop. It's you license the name and CrossFit is going to have to have some sort of entry into your analytics. They need to know who members are. They need to know how many you have. They need to know how that's going to work because another aspect of this is they're talking about making the affiliate fee structure more balanced and fair based off of currency and the valuation of currency, right? Because what might be a reasonable price to pay in, you know, Atlanta for your affiliation fee is not going to be a reasonable price to pay in Chile or in Nicaragua or in Cambodia, right? Because there's a really big difference in currency valuation and market price, right? So they talk about adjusting the affiliate fee to be based off of the number of members that you need to pay it each year and sort of, I guess, hammering that and and cementing that to where it is generally in the US. And so they need to know how many members you have in order to be able to make that type of evaluation. They need to know what that means before they can pin it on the board and say, here's our marker. And when you look at this from the idea of data harvesting, and again, I don't mean that in a cynical way, I mean that in an actual literal descriptor of what is happening in terms of the decision-making, if you look at it in terms of harvesting useful data and information and using that to provide new services for the affiliates and allow the affiliates to have these opportunities that they may not have had in the past, or at the very least support that they may not have had in the past, you start seeing that there is a lot more that this could be. Eric Rosa specifically mentioned doing paid marketing. So spending hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars for paid marketing for CrossFit and its affiliates, which is something that hasn't happened in the past, or potentially even offering the affiliates the option to, you know what, we're going to subscribe to CrossFit's training plans. Here's all the programming. Here's the daily lesson plan. Here's what happens within that hour. So you don't have to worry about programming yourself. And this is CrossFit entering a marketplace that it has generally stayed completely away from. What does CrossFit do that no other company can do? It's offering the L1 and its other training certificates and its affiliation and arguably the CrossFit games. And so that has been the big three that CrossFit was focused on under its previous philosophy of leadership. Now, it's not about what is it that CrossFit can do that no one else can do. It's what can CrossFit leverage its scale to do in the market better than anybody else? Doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to push out other people. They may not necessarily create their own gym management software. They may not necessarily find a way to stop other people from providing programming for gyms or affiliates, but they're going to enter the marketplace as a behemoth when they do those things. If they start suddenly bundling together a relatively cheap payment processing, as well as gym management software, as well as lesson plans and programming, as well as paid marketing, as well as 
co-op style group discounts if you purchase into whether it's uh, equipment or merchandise or whatever, you start seeing a much bigger picture of what it is that CrossFit can and absolutely will begin to provide in the future. The question that everybody is asking is, is this good or is this bad? And I'm not 100% sure that's the right question to ask. I don't know if there's really a way of doing a fair valuation using that type of a paradigm because I was an affiliate owner and I know what it's like to feel completely unsupported in that role as the sort of leading edge of talking to and interfacing with the people who do this thing we call CrossFit. So I know what that was like and I know that there was plenty of things that I would have wanted CrossFit to provide me. I also know there's a lot of things that I I chose affiliating with CrossFit because I didn't want to wear a uniform, use their schedule, use their coaching development, you know, programs, use anything that was being sort of forced onto me. I wanted to have the freedom to create the environment that I I desired to create. The beautiful thing about the affiliates is that each one of them is its own little experiment in community and programming and coaching and leadership. And so there's so much value in all those different iterations. And I think the average affiliate owner isn't just interested in being able to make a paycheck. They're actually interested in helping a lot of people. They're interested in being their own boss and being in charge of their own destiny. And they see this as an opportunity to not just have a lot of freedom, but also to develop something that is unique and theirs and personal. And CrossFit is going to have to walk a very fine line between how they offer things, what they offer things, and where this all develops. Because it's that personal feeling of uniqueness and ownership, it trickles down. Not just the affiliate owners, not just the coaches, but even the individual gym members feel that way. Everyone has their own little feeling of this is my place. I contribute to this place. And in the extreme sense of complete uniformity, everyone wears the same shirt and the same shoes and teaches the same class every single day. That is the death of CrossFit. Guaranteed that's the death of CrossFit. I also guarantee you that they know that. And they're not going to do that because that would be a terrible idea, a very, very bad, no good idea. But there is a middle ground which offers new things, which changes the relationship between the affiliates and the CrossFit as the sort of arbiter of their success or the supporter of their success. And I think that's really where they need to figure out surgically, this is what we need to offer. This is how we improve it while keeping this sense of, you know, the Baskin Robbins 31 flavors, every one of them is a little bit different, but it's all ice cream type thing. You get what I mean? I think you get what I mean. Thank you so much, folks, for hanging out. Remember, there's a whole lot going on in this space. It's easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. That is what I am here for. Do me a favor. If you like the video or you like the channel, subscribe and leave me a comment about how wrong or right I am in your opinion on these things. And I really hope you check out armandhammer.tv. Get yourself some new sweet on sale merch so that the new stuff can show up and you're going to love all of it. I promise. It's going to be so good. There's some really cool things coming. You guys are going to dig it. Thank you so much, everybody. I will see you very, very soon.
Take care.